Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ole Miss fans, fasten your seatbelts. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. That's the way, fellas. Now, let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Howdy, Rebel Nation, and welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. One day removed from the Super Bowl. I'm Chuck. He's Yancey, Yancey Porter. Uh, winding down for you, brother. Man, uh, uh, it's going to be hard to get adjusted. Just getting up since Lane got hired and uh, about 10 prospects on the board here for Wednesday, and we'll see how it falls out. Yeah, and you and David are going to talk about that at 6.15. I, I myself, am so far behind on recruiting, I wouldn't even know an, an intelligent question to ask. Would uh, you even know a name? I know a couple, but a couple. Not, not many. Yeah. I, I tell you, I, I got so much faith. Life's in, good. I got so much faith in you and David covering uh, <laughs> recruiting that, you know, I, I what what am I going to do? You know, so I couldn't do a thing. Um Obviously, what's on tap tonight brought to you by the Library Sports Bar, home of Monday Night Football and a lot of other things. All the pay-per-view events on the huge screen down there. Oxford's most popular watering hole on the square, 120 South 11th Street. Oh, who am I kidding? Everybody knows where the library is. David Johnson will be on at 6.15 to talk signing day with Yancey and uh, Mike Clement at 6.30 to update us on how spring practice for – Baseball's going as uh, uh, heck. The openers right around the corner are going to host number one or number three, depending on which poll you look at. Louisville for three games. I uh, wish we could have bottled up this weather the last two days for next weekend. Yeah, it'd probably be twenty-seven degrees. No, and, no, it's not going to be cold, but there's rain. But you know, it's fourteen days out. So yeah, we got some more cold weather 12. coming though. Yeah, we'll have a shot. Uh, you know it. that it's warming up though. You know that. Um, so, uh, yes, you know I'm not an NFL guy, and I know you you kind of like the NFL. Love it. Your Steelers are out though, but yep. uh, Big Ben was hurt. What about your? Uh, well, don't make excuses. Now they they were just lousy. Um, what's what's your deal with uh, the Super Bowl? What about it as I expected? Uh, I, I picked uh, 35 to 27 KC, yeah. and I think it would end up being 31 to 20. 20 wasn't it? Yeah, so. Um, 
you know, the the quarterback was the difference. Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes. Yep. Um, I guess he. That's why good. they get paid so much. Yeah. That's why they can make up talent level at two, three, even four positions when you have a difference maker quarterback. Yeah, and you know it's amazing. He's what twenty four, twenty five oh, yeah, years old. Twenty four. He's just twenty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be around for a long time if he stays injury free. And the way the rules are now, the way they protect quarterbacks, there's no reason yeah. why. You know, he's going to have injury. He had, I think, he missed a couple of games this year, didn't he? With some kind of little small injury, but yeah, he had a couple of leg issues. Uh, main one, one game. He, it reminds me of a young Aaron Rodgers. I never hear him get compared to him, but just kind of someone that uh, he reminds me of it when Aaron was that age. Yeah, uh, and San Francisco, I I don't know a lot about them, but I, I think probably defensively they're going to be solid for a few years, and and um, you know they they can run the football, so well, I those, look for them to come back. Those two are the early preseason for next year favorites in Vegas to win the Super Bowl. So obviously those two do not look to be going anywhere, but Chuck, you know, in the NFL, and I wish you could get college like this and make it so much. M- better game to me than having the same eight, maybe ten teams competing in college, and you might get two or three that get in that group. But the NFL, you go first to worst, and it's, uh, you know, everybody gets $105 million and you go buy your players. You made the best man win. Yeah. Well, and, and they – all right, we'll talk about that when we come back. We'll be back back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland to test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSPIRE linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSPIRE tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com mission. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. 
Visit FirstSouthland.com. Equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The biggest free phone event is ever is here. Switch to prepaid by C Spire and get your choice of best-selling phones free, like the Samsung Galaxy A10e, the Google Pixel 3a, and more while supplies last. Shop now at cspire.com backsplash prepaid. That's a pretty good deal. Yes, Join sir. Join C Spire and get free $1,000 phones. I need that. <laughs> no kidding, man. I know I brought my wife a, a iPhone for Christmas, and I said, golly, a thousand bucks. More than that. Yeah, well, pretty, for the, that's about right. Yeah. Um, anyway. Hey, Yancey, a uh, couple of things before we get to David. and uh, Well, let's, let's go to the control room first with Jack Schultz and Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. <laughs> It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags. Anything, everything, Ole Miss. It was another tough week for the Rebel basketball team, which lost a double overtime heartbreaker to Auburn before losing in a game that was never really in doubt at LSU on Saturday. Ole Miss is now below 500 at 10 and 11 overall, 1 and 7 in SEC play, in second to last place of the conference. Kermit Davis's team welcomes South Carolina to the Pavilion Wednesday at 6 p.m. for Morgan Freeman night. And then on Saturday, former Rebel Michael White brings his Florida Gator team to Oxford. The women's basketball team came up just short, 57-56 to Alabama over the weekend. They still haven't found that elusive first conference win. Baseball season is less than two weeks away. Mike Bianco's squad will have a tall task facing the number one preseason Louisville Cardinals in three games to start the season. First pitch is set for 4 p.m. next Friday, a great Valentine's date spot if you ask me. A weekend starter for the Rebels and preseason second-team All-American Doug Nikhazy was arrested early this morning for DUI. It is unclear how this will affect his status heading into the season. In other Ole Miss sports news, the men's tennis team is off to a 6-1 start after knocking off number 20 Oklahoma State at home on Friday. The women's team split a pair of close 4-3 decisions, defeating Texas Tech and falling to Baylor over the weekend, now 4-2 overall. Meanwhile, the women's track and field team remains ranked number 20 nationally this week. That's the latest Ole Miss news. Back to you guys. All right, thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. Uh, Yancey, a couple things before we move on to recruiting uh, in this little shorter segment. Uh, how about Terrence Davis, man, tearing it up with the 31 Raptors. points the other night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and how many games have I seen the box score and it's been – 21, 16, 14, 23, and now his career high 31. And I got to say, um, I, I knew Terrence was an exceptional athlete, and he became a better basketball player in his career uh, at Ole Miss. But I did, I wasn't certain he'd make it in the NBA, and he's just proven me just stupid. You never know. But that sophomore year, the way he was playing at the end of the year, Win a tournament, beat Syracuse there. I, I I saw NBA in him. Of course, he was off his junior year. His shooting uh, touch just wasn't there. You know, mm-hmm. he had a rocky, and then he came back his senior year. But you saw the athleticism. The no question, question is, 
are they tall enough and big enough to play out there? So he, and he he's if perfectly. you watch if you watch any film of him at the Raptors, he goes up for a three pointer and is so confident his his man and that's two feet what two feet extra beyond yeah. beyond the beyond college, college arts yeah I mean uh, congratulations I think he's shooting forty four percent from three this year just good something for him crazy. man I, I'm I'm so happy for him I hope he signs a. Three hundred million dollar contract. Well, he's going to sign a big one. Yeah, they'd well, be smart to get him after this year. He's two year guarantee right now. Is that before? Is that start. how it works in the mm-hmm. NBA? A couple. Well, of years? the way that it was a free agent contract. And ah, then, um, okay. So he's got two years, but I'm sure Toronto will probably try to get a good little deal for them and yeah. sign. I wonder him to what the three. league minimum is now in the NBA. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I bet it's a half it million or more. Yeah. Um, or also, more. the while we're on the hoops, uh, man, uh, our our men's team, uh, they either start off slowly or they can't hold a lead in the second half, uh, and this resulted in a one and seven SEC record. And uh, to me, Yancey, uh, you know, we have Kermit on here regularly, and and. Uh, I just don't think we've got enough bullets. I really don't. And, and he said last week that, you know, depth was not an issue, even though he's only playing six players most of the time. Uh, the seventh and eighth guy, the two freshmen, Hunter and Crowley, are playing four minutes, six minutes. You know, really doesn't Curry's even count. not even playing. Yeah. Just so not any front court depth. It puts a lot of pressure on your perimeter shooting. And when you have one or – even both of your perimeter guys with TD and excuse me with the uh, um, oh Tyree and uh, and Schuler that it, it just uh, it's it's tough to win when they're when one of them shooting they got a good chance to win if they're both shooting which we really hadn't seen yet I mean, this season seen yet. Uh, you know they would be hard to beat but when you don't have any depth and you know uh, it's just. Uh, Henson fouled out. Uh, this putting so much pressure. See, you know, he's done a little bit better with foul trouble lately, and he's he's playing pretty decent, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's, but it's Buffett. You know, he's really the only one that plays like a front court player. Um, can get down there and fight and scrap, but we all know, you know, it's you're lucky to get eighteen, nineteen minutes out of him because they don't have other guys doing it. So he's had. He's trying to be physical enough for two or three guys, and just not enough front court players. Period. Yeah, well, and with players, Curry, enough players. Period. Front court or back court, and you know, we asked Herman about that last week. He said, "Oh man, these guys are nineteen, twenty years old. They can play thirty six minutes." And and he's right, but I don't think that. I just think that's coach speak a little bit. I think mm-hmm. you can't play thirty six, thirty eight minutes effectively. Now you you sure you but can that go out there and play. That wasn't the plan at the beginning. Bryce right. Williams and and Luis Rodriguez were going to be those guards that gave exactly. him death, and and Bryce just can't defend right now. He can't keep anybody in front of and him. We're and supposed to, we were supposed to get more out of Hunter. Yes, we anticipate to get more out of Hunter. We anticipate to get more out of Crowley. Chuck, you're only getting you're only getting production from one player out of that signing class, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. After these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Revio Hotline, hang tight.
Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland to test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSpire linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSpire tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com/mission. Avanakins Diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanakins Mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with Avanakins Diamond because you know she's worth it. Avanakins Jewelers Store at Downtown New Albany, or VanAkins.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Good song, man. Bad, bad, read Leroy Brown. That's okay. a really good song. Before we're joined by David Johnson here, I just got a text from a good friend of mine that says, according to several sites, minimum NBA salary with zero NBA experience this year is $898,000. So, hallelujah, Terrence. Good yeah. job. Uh, all right, let's join join now by David Johnson. Uh one of two recruiting gurus on the Ole Miss Spirit site. And, uh, Yancey, I don't have a clue what to ask Mr. David. David, how you doing, bud? Hey, doing good, man. About to break out my sneakers and try out for the NBA, I believe. No kidding, <laughs> brother. Hey. I have. That's I was not drafted. I mean. <laughs> hey, David, that's, that's more than we make in a year, isn't it? God, dog. <laughs> slightly, slightly more. Yeah. Just a little. Wow. You might need to put on your, your football cleats and get on that D-line for Ole Miss next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my football days are over, man. I'm I'm done with contact sports. Let me tell you that. All right, y'all get after it. We all don't have about 10 minutes to talk about. Get us caught up for signing day Wednesday. David, you know, there's 10 prospects left on the board. Um, some Ole Miss has a better shot than others. One is probably a backup plan in case Kaufman doesn't come. But you know, what's 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 your feeling? They've signed fifteen on a gray shirt. One 
out of that 10, how many do you think they end up signing? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And there are a lot of reasons that we don't necessarily have our finger exactly on the pulse of what's going to happen Wednesday. You know, you've had the coaching changeover, but you've had a change of philosophy and recruiting with the new coaches in town and a change of direction. Uh, and uh, they're going after different kind of players than uh, what we covered the first 10 months of this recruiting cycle. So it's, it's kind of been a, a reset press button. And, uh, Yancey, I mean, I could see them signing as many as seven. If there's somebody out there that we don't know about, and it very well could be, maybe eight. But I think eight's mm-hmm. probably the ceiling on what you're going to see coming in on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, in all honesty, uh, we've both put up on the Ole Miss Spirit today kind of how we feel about each one of these prospects. I think we're mainly in agreement. Mainly in line, uh, yep. Yeah. Well, let's in, go in over some of, of them. Uh, Just tell me yeah. there's some buzz right now, Malachi Wadman, uh, you know, top 150 national prospects, been committed to Florida State but visited Ole Miss and Tennessee and Oregon the last three weeks. Some buzz that things are trending towards Ole Miss. What are you hearing? Yeah, you know, you're hearing some of that at the same time, though. Uh, right now he's still committed to Florida State, so there's been no movement on that front. And he may very well just do it all, all in one swift motion on Wednesday. But you are hearing some of that. You're also hearing Florida State's fighting to keep him. Uh, you know, I put him under my wild card category, if you will, as I really do all four of those receivers they've honed in on. Uh, that's Dave, then, that, the Travion Brown, Malachi Wiseman, Mark Britt, and Leonard Manuel. Uh, Britt and Manuel, as we speak right now at this hour, both committed to the Florida Gators. Uh, both have been on the Ole Miss campus recently, Britt as recent as this weekend, and Weidman, as you mentioned, of course, still committed to Florida State at this hour. But uh, that's the guy the drumbeat's probably beating the loudest for when you put your ear to the ground as to who Ole Miss may have a chance to flip out of those three. Um, and then the, the Travion Brown, I mean, to me, I think he's probably the most likely guy that's going to join the class on Wednesday out of those wide receivers. Now, well, um, I mean, David, if you want to talk I, about sure shots, I think there are two sure shots in this class. And uh, my two sure shots are Henry Paris, who, of course, committed weeks ago, uh, the four-star running back out of Miami. I think he for sure right. signs with Ole Miss on Wednesday. My other sure shot is Cedric Melton. Cedric. He's mm-hmm. the offensive lineman out of Houston, Texas. Uh, I fully, firmly, 100% believe Cedric Melton is going to commit to Ole Miss Wednesday morning. No doubt. I'm in agreement with that as the two most likely. Uh, you know, it's funny. We know how things change so fast. Right before I came here to the Rebel Yell, I called to Trevion Brown because he tweeted something about one door closed, another open, and then he had an offer from US, UTSA. He told me that uh, Coach Nix uh, spoke with him today and said they had just flipped a couple of receivers and they were full. And so the uh, the speculation, he didn't say, he didn't give me any names, and he said he didn't talk about that, but he said Ole Miss was full. So, wow. you know, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking maybe uh, we know that Weidman is going to sign on sign day, but Mark Brett and Leonard Manuel, both of them that are committed to Florida, have hinted that they might not sign on sign day. It could be, you know, signing, it's the late signing period. Everybody just thinks everybody signs in one day. Those two might wait after sign day. So I'm wondering if one of those two have decided to sign on sign day now. Yeah, you see, that's that that's the drama that, that that's going to be going into Wednesday because, uh, you know, they held it this close to the vest, they being the prospects, uh, all the way down the finish line. Guys, they're not going to. They're not going to be sending smoke signals out on what they're going to do tomorrow. I mean, and when the sun no. comes up Wednesday, 
that's going to be some of the drama that we're going to have to follow, and not just those guys. I mean, Yancey, I know you're 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 well plugged in the Marcus Henderson's recruitment, and uh, you know that's going to be a fun come up Wednesday morning, by all likelihood. Uh, <laughs> as far as when we aren't really the big uglies coach. always that way? The last sign of the you know the late late sign period now the ones these true blue chips that wait to the very end and take visits to the very end. You don't know what they're going to do until they sign. I mean, our sources could be telling us Ole Miss or Arkansas all the way, and it could flip the other way. Those big uglies yeah, are just, you know, there's you not many of them. on the air, Chuck and I, Chuck called me, and we were talking about Donald and Kaufman. And, um, you know, there are sources up Vanderbilt way that, that, that kind of halfway tonight believe that uh, Kaufman has told Vandy he's coming to them. Uh, and I say halfway because there was a lot of skepticism in, in, in what Chuck uh, told me he had heard there. But, um, you know, there's a, there are a lot of balls in the air. And, again, I want to go back to uh, don't be surprised, and we've seen this happen before here at Ole Miss with Hugh Freeze, <laughs> uh, particularly that 2017 class. Man, there were names popping up on signing day that we were not aware of that were last-minute guys that they rolled in on. Yeah, did not even take an official visit. Uh, sincere David pops up on my mind. I, I've never heard that, of the kids. Well, so. C.J. Miller was in that group as well. Two guys That's that right. uh, we had never covered, and all of a sudden they were Ole Miss Rebels. That's right. Well, uh, you, when I look at the sign of class, David, uh, you know, the 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 spots that they hit on in my eyes so far and that I predict them to are going to be offensive line and linebacker. I think there's a really good class. I expect them to add uh, Melton and Henderson. And we all know that Henderson can go both ways, play some tight end, H-back, uh, play some defensive line. Um, and and then I think they got a chance there at receiver. But the one area that they're not in the thing that concerns me the most is they're signing two true freshmen here on the defensive line. Maybe get a third there with Marcus Henderson, another true freshman that might other play other positions. Doesn't look like they're going to bring anybody that can impact that defensive line for Ole Miss next year. We know they, they lose three of their top four defensive linemen this year. You're not adding anybody. As of yet, we know that they can get some portal guys after the spring period, but that has to be my biggest concern going forward. How about you? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know, I would have liked to have seen them been able to find a third offensive tackle somewhere. Um, yeah. You know, and, and when I say find a third And, and Henderson person, could uh, be that melting, guy. Yeah, the melting kick can play, but it is it takes such a special talent uh, to be able to play in the trenches of the SEC as a true freshman. Uh, Nick Broker did it last year, but Nick Broker is going to be a three-year and off to the NFL guy. Uh, it takes yeah, that They're just very kind of, rare. Yeah, it's very, very rare. So Ole Miss has just been spoiled. Greg Little, Tunsil, Nick Broker. I mean, that's just not the norm. Yeah, you can count them all on one it hand. It better be if you're going to win in the SEC. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess so. But, uh, you know, it's like every three years. It's kind of like the baseball team reloads every three years. That's kind of the way it is at offensive tackle. All right, guys, yeah, y'all got and, two minutes. Got one minute. All right. Well, to finish that thought off there, though, uh, you know, I would like to see him gotten a third offensive tackle. But outside of that, you're exactly right. You go straight to the defensive line. And, uh, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. The plan is, um, and I think you would agree with this, uh, the plan is to 
see what's out there in the portal. Come meet when everybody wraps up spring practice to go see if you can shake loose a couple of guys who, you know, some of them maybe they haven't graduated yet. Maybe they want to get out of where they are, and they will graduate in May, so then they can transfer and be immediately eligible. Other guys aren't going to be happy with where they're sitting on the depth charts at their various schools, so there may be some pickings there. That's what you certainly hope for, as well as a late JUCO qualifier or something like that. but, uh, yeah, Yancey, agree with you 100%. It's the D-line come Wednesday. I think that's where the shortcomings are going to be. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. Thanks, and, David. Uh, we'll do a whole recap next next Monday on uh, what happens Wednesday. Okay, David? Sounds fun. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, buddy. Thank Appreciate you, David. It. All right. Rebel Flatback Flashback is brought to you by Rebel Equipment. Over 50 years of serving the Memphis area with all your equipment needs. Located at 4890. Shelby Drive, you could rent, buy, or have your equipment repaired by Rebel Equipment. The second signing day of the year is Wednesday, and I can't help but think of past signing days whenever the first Wednesday of February rolls around. My most vivid memories revolve around those great quarterback club signing day parties with hundreds of Rebs waiting anxiously for names of new Rebels to pop up on the signing board. Those have been some of the most exciting times of being a Rebel for years, truly, as Yancey and I hosted that event for years and years. Alas, the split signing days have killed that event off, but the memories are still there. But going back even further, I remember those signing days over at the old athletic department <laughs> when roughly a 100 of the most diehard of Rebel fans would jam into that front lobby waiting on me to pop out of the coaches' offices and reveal yet another signee before the days of Twitter and instant messaging and the Internet. From Billy Brewer to Tommy Tuberville to David Cutcliffe, the anticipation in that room was always thick enough to cut a knife and some great names went up on that old chalkboard over the years. Deuce McAllister, Jeff Harrod, Wesley Walls, Everett Lindsay, Terrence Metcalf, Eli Manning, Kenyatta Lucas, Stevon Moore, Freddie Joe Nunn, Patrick Willis, just to name a few. Sometimes technology is a good thing, most of the time, in fact. But some things are just more exciting without technology, and those old signing day parties and signing day gatherings at the old athletic department are an example of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment in Memphis, Tennessee. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We are very pleased now to have the 
hitting coach for the Ole Miss baseball team, Mr. Mike Clement. What's up, yeah. Mike? What's going on? What's up? What's up, guys? We're good, brother. Thanks for coming on again. Y'all are always so gracious to us, and we really appreciate it, especially with baseball, I mean, closing in on us fast. Yes, it is. It's a fun time of year, that's for sure, especially with this weather. Yeah. I, I know. Don't you wish you could have bottled up these last two days for next uh, Saturday and Sunday? Man, if we could if we could get that done and uh, have opening weekend be like this, like we talked about uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, it's going to be going to be a madhouse in Swayze, and that worked, That usually worked to our advantage. Um, record sales for tickets, yeah. right? Yeah, it has been. Uh, obviously, our, our marketing and ticket people do a great job. And, um, you know, even as a baseball coach who, who's coached at several different places, uh, every year I just pinch myself. And we're talking over 7,000 season tickets sold. And um, in a town like this, it just it, all, it almost doesn't make sense. That's what I tell people. And, um, and then you, you get that atmosphere, and it's a college football atmosphere in a college baseball stadium, and it just doesn't happen like that for every place. Mike, we're going to go ahead and get it out of the way. Some bad news this morning on Doug Nikhazy. Um, uh, you got a statement of any sort? I know probably uh, it's going to be handled internally, but I'll let you say whatever you can. No, it it is, and it's the right question for you guys to ask, and obviously the – uh, a tough situation for us, and, and and Mike addressed Coach Bianco addressed our team um, this this afternoon at practice, and um, there's there's going to be a, uh, you know I think I think a public statement and uh, some things that'll come out publicly probably a little bit later this this, this week at, towards the end of the week, but um, like you said, we're gonna um, handle it in stride and, and and do it appropriately and, and handle it internally um, and, and and keep moving, get past it. All right, so let's uh, just move on. I, I know uh, we, we we all wish him well, and um, I'm sure he's uh, going to do whatever he's got to do to right the ship. And uh, we, we're we're uh, pulling for him and pulling for y'all as y'all make these hard decisions. But anyway, let's. Uh, I talked to Mike Bianco earlier today, Mike, and uh, he said that y'all have been really hitting the ball, and I'm glad to hear that because. We're going to need it uh, with a lot of new players. So, tell us about the last two weekends a little bit. Who's 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 shined for you offensively? Yeah, you know, it's exactly what you said, Chuck. It's it, it's been an interesting, you know, really school year because you get you get so at least me as a hitting coach, you get so accustomed to uh, Kessinger and Dillard and Zabowski and Cooper Johnson and all those names that I think our fans have have come accustomed to. Um, being being really good offensively, and, and it's a and it's a new group. But uh, like the three of us have talked about before, you you have Keenan in the middle and Servideo and uh, Kevin Graham. But the 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 fun thing about you know the last you know week and a half or two weeks has been um, some of the newcomers have, have have really started to step forward, and you know some of that is we like like we talked about off the top. We had we had some really nice weather and. And as you guys know from from being at our ballpark, when the weather is a little bit warmer, you get a nice breeze um, as a hitter, and it's a lot more fun to hit when it's warm out. So we had uh, we had several balls leave the leave the ballpark this weekend, and um, some some guys really swinging it well. You know, Kale Baker is a name that you guys asked me about maybe even last week, and yeah. uh, he's a guy that had huge accolades coming out of junior college, won the triple crown in all of junior college baseball last year. He really had a rough fall. I think he would be the first one to tell you guys that. 
And, uh, boy, since break, he has really swung the bat well. And I think sometimes that happens with those first-year guys and junior college guys in particular. They just kind of walk on eggshells. And then uh, at some point, and, and as a coach, you always hope it's sooner rather than later, um, they, they kind of say, you know what, I'm going to be who I am, and, and that's going to be good enough. And he's really swung it well and put himself back in the picture to get some at-bats. And then um, Mike, the other Mike, guy, let me, let me let me interrupt you. No, you're good. I'm looking. I'm looking at the roster. Six feet tall, two hundred and sixty pounds. Please tell me he's got some power. <laughs> he does have some power. He had twenty five home runs last year in junior Woo! college, and um, can hit the ball out of the yard. And, and, and the, the cool thing about him, Chuck, is um, it's a pretty good approach. It's a pretty good approach, and he has a pretty good feel. It's not one of these guys who's just swinging out of his shoes. And um, he's got a pretty good approach too. I think. Hit, hit good pitching and, and have a compact swing, but you're, you're right. He's a big, powerful guy. He's one of those guys um, that when you look at him, he's going to have a little Sykes Orvis to him. Um, but the good thing about Sykes and Kale, if, if Kale can have success like Sykes did, is he's got kind of long hair and, and the body that, that you just explained. And, hey, if you hit the ball out of the park and you look like that, um, Sykes may never – pay for a meal again in Oxford for the rest of his life. So um, you, the, the people here remember you when, when you look like that and, and you produce. Um, so that's a good thing for Kale if he can get it done. Coach, uh, when I look at the team, really the only just settled that we know are, you know, at catcher and shortstop and third base. Aren't really the other five positions – is going to be touch and feel and tweaking the lineup and just finding the right combo as the season goes along. No, I think you're you're right on, and um, there are um, some really fun position battles that we have going on, and that will probably go on, like you said, right up to and uh, through the first couple weeks of the season, um, and, you know, until we start SEC play. But again, just 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 different than what it's been uh, the last couple of years where. I'm going to guess if we talked 365 days ago, you guys probably had our lineup nailed. Um, yes. And I probably did too. And and I, it's not that I'm keeping something from you right now. I just think uh, there's a lot of position battles going on. And then you throw uh, Ely and Plumley in the mix, and all of a sudden you have to kind of evaluate them from a fresh start also. Um, and it makes a lot, a lot a lot of fun, especially when you're swinging the bat well. Now, um, you know, on, on Friday night we didn't swing the bat as well. And, you know, it, it looked. Uh, I laid my head down on the pillow, and I was like, well, it's not as much the weather fun. I'd much rather have Dylan Zabowski in there. Uh, so, talk. You brought them up first, uh, Plumley and Ely. How are they swinging the bat against uh, college pitching right now? Yeah, uh, Jared Ely has done really well. Um, you know, he he uh, he has been. I don't even know if you call it a pleasant surprise, but um, he has he has lived up to the billing. He's been competitive in all at bats and. Um, is really good in the outfield, and um, he hasn't been overmatched at all. Plumley got off to a little bit slower start, but um, has is, is like it, it, 430 on base percentage over over the course of five inter squad games, which obviously you guys know is really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, hit a, hit a double yesterday and showed a little bit, little bit of power, but um, you know uh, I, of the of the two, um, I would look for Ely. Uh, to, to, to be in there, um, if not on night number one, real soon after. Um, but I think if we play tomorrow, he'd be in our lineup. Coach, I know that 
both Ely and, and Plumley, there's no question in their speed, but we all know that base runners have instincts on the base pass that makes them even faster and harder to, to get out. How how are they as base runners? Yeah, Developed, I, I are think, they? yeah, no, really good question, and, and and exactly what you said. You know, I think we we all have seen guys that don't run as well that can really steal bases, and then some guys who can really really run that don't steal bases like you think they should. And it's it's those instincts that you just you just mentioned, and Ely definitely has those. And I think that's a product of the guy as good as he is on the football field has played baseball his whole life, where most of those guys are going seven-on-seven in the summer. He played the baseball circuit, and baseball is really important to him. And so he he has a a little bit more of an advanced feel to run bases and has, it seems like, has has a pretty good feel to do that. He's he's stolen three or four bases over the first two weeks and and seems to have a pretty good feel for it. So you you put those guys with um, a guy like Servideo, who was 24 for 26 last year, and I think it adds a little bit different dynamic maybe than, than what we've had in the past with, with some athleticism in there. And then throw in the freshman that we talked about, Kate Sammons, who's, who's right there in the mix also. Um, you know, there's, there's threats up and down to, to steal some bases. So Sammons, Sammons has got some wheels too, huh? He can really run. Yeah, he was like a, he's the guy kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Um, and, and for the listeners, if you run a six six sixty, so in football, the 40 – Yard dash is, is kind of the measuring stick as, as a runner, and for whatever reason, um, and I wish I knew, the 60-yard dash is, is kind of the measuring stick for for baseball, and if you run a 6-6, you can really run. Well, Ely and Plumley are, are in the 6-3, 6-4 range, and uh, Kate Salmon runs like a 6-5, 60, so those guys can really roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so talk a little bit. We we always kind of take Tyler Keenan for granted, uh, you know, because we know what he can do and, and we, we're counting on him so heavily. But talk about what kind of fall and what kind of spring he's had so far, because I hadn't seen his name much. To be yeah, honest with you, he he was uh, he was special in the fall. He was exactly what you would expect him to be. Um, let let us in in in, in hitting and uh, hit the ball out of the yard. Exactly what you would think this spring. Um, he got off to a rough start, swung and missed a little bit. Um, now, the other thing we've tried to do as, I, as we make out the lineups is try to make Keenan face every left-hander that we have because he's not coming out of our lineup. You know, we're not playing any matchups with him. <laughs> and opening day, we're going to face one of the best left-handers in the country. Um, and so we've tried to stack Servideo and Graham and Keenan, who are guys that we feel like are going to be more of the everyday type guys, against left-handed pitching. So we've tried to make it really hard on Tyler. Um, because other people are going to do it. You know, it's it's a sixth inning and a tie game. They're bringing their best left-hander out of the pen to face him because our scouting report this year is going to say, don't let that guy beat you. And so um, he scuffled a little bit, but but really swung it well yesterday. Had some really long at-bats, got a hit, walked once. Um, kind of the old Tyler Keene, and, and, and his batting practice has gotten better and better. And um, Fortunately for us, you know, um, he's not a guy that, that you worry a ton about. And like you said, though, um, He's a, he's a guy we're counting on, and, and we need to be the cornerstone of our lineup, and I think he will be. All right, and the, and the guy that, that I'm waiting to break out, and, and you've had some positive things to say about him a couple of times we've had you on in, once in the fall and once here recently, is Tim Elko. How is he doing? Is he nailing down the first base position, and how's he swinging the bat? 
Yeah, he, he scuffled the first weekend and then really had a good weekend. He had a home run yesterday, um, hit a double on Saturday, had another RBI base hit yesterday. So um, really swung it well this past weekend. Um, he's probably the biggest X factor, honestly, and, and, and I think he knows that. If you guys told me right now um, that Elko had a good year offensively for us, I would say we had a really good good offense. And that's not to put too much on Tim, uh, but it's his time. You know, when, when, you, when you have a different group – um, and this is a guy who's been in our program for two and a half years now. Um, you know, I think I think it's his time, and I and I think I think he'll have a good year. What about uh, Kevin Graham? How's he doing? Graham's been good. He, he's another guy who hit a home run yesterday, and um, I look for him. You know, he's the guy who got protected a little bit last year, whereas Keenan was in the three hole and Servideo lead off for most of the year. Graham was the freshman that we were able to protect almost like Keenan the year before kind of hit him down in the seven hole, get him a bunch of fastballs, hit him against right-handed pitching. Um, and he's the guy we need to be able to hit against everybody and hit more towards the middle of the lineup, whether that be the four hole or the five hole. Um, he's the guy we expect to hit, hit somewhere in the middle um, and, and hit for power. And, and he hit for power last year, and now it's about maybe even in those uh, walks and strikeouts a little bit uh, and just having more quality at bats, getting on base a little more and, you know, just ask a little more of him than we did it did of him as a freshman. We were able to put him at the bottom and and let him hit the bottom of the yard. Coach, every time that I, you know, pick up a snippet here and there of what's going on out there, the name Hayden Dunhurst always comes up. Um, I know he's thrown out a bunch of runners, but how's he doing at the plate? Yeah, whoever is giving you those snippets is exactly right. Um, that guy, that guy is special and. I know probably the last three years, every time we've talked, I've talked about Cooper Johnson and how good he is defensively. Um, and he is and was. Uh, this guy, this guy has come in and just, it's almost like they passed the baton and, and, uh, really, really similar as far as defensive ability, which is high praise for Hayden. And, um, the thing about Hayden that I think is different than Coop is that he is at some point in his career here going to hit right in the middle of our order. And he's a left-handed hitter. He hit a home run on Saturday, hit another home run yesterday. He's got power. Um, and I think the bat is real. Um, my hope, if, if, if I had to be honest, would be that he could kind of be the Kevin Graham of this year. And what I mean by that is if our lineup's good enough, we could put him down somewhere in the six or seven hole. And he would really crush out of the lineup and um, have a chance to really do some damage in that second half of the lineup. Um, it'd be a really scary threat, and you know a lot has to happen. Who knows with that? But um, he he's going to be a really good hitter here in his three years here, and and it's coach, only going to be three years if he stays healthy. We got about a minute and a half, coach. Uh, two two real quick questions. Uh, who would who would be the surprise at the plate so far? And give us a little insight on these Eastern bats that y'all are using this year. Uh, I know you've always been with Easton, but are are these any special bats? I saw a tweet about them today. Uh, yeah, they, uh, I'll start with the bats. Um, like you said, Mike's always been with Easton. Uh, we've always been Easton here. Actually, three of the four schools I've been at have been Easton. And so um, we feel like they're the best bat manufacturers there are. And um, they've, they've changed up their bats a little bit. It's probably what you decided to see the tweet. But, um, and, and not to get too technical with the bats, obviously you, you want them – uh, they have to be to a certain standard, um, a BSR standard. Um, but um, 
we feel like Easton has pushed the pushed the envelope about as far to that standard as you can get, and um, feel like they have some pop. And and you know, obviously the last couple of years, you know, we've hit whatever it is, close to 150 home runs, and um, those bats are really good. And and if, if we didn't think they were weren't the best, we, we'd go with a different company. And uh, they're they're really really good. As far as your first question, which was you know, who's kind of surprised me from an offensive standpoint. A couple names that, that I've already said and one, one that I haven't. Cade Sammons has just been so steady, and uh, I think he has a chance to have a presence maybe down in the nine hole that could really turn a lineup over, just have really gritty, tough at-bats. Um, Cale Baker has really come on um, since the break, and then the other guy who's been really steady from the moment he walked on campus has been Dan Cleve. Um, he's a big right-handed hitter from Indianola, Mississippi that was at Northwest. And, um, man, he just, every time out there, he's, he's a guy that we kind of dismissed a little bit early, and then he just kept coming. And uh, he's been really consistently good since he stepped foot on campus back in August. Coach, thank you thank so you. much for your time. We're right on a, up on a break, and we appreciate you as always. Good luck. Likewise, man. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors. Cannon Motors of Mississippi, Rebel Yo Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Up. Mm. Guy that passed away recently. It is. Uh, I hate that. All right, we're right back for our final segment on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Railway Hotline. What were you going to say? The eight or nine outfielders this year. Oh, That's I just, know, man. I mean, usually there's two outfielders and maybe an infielder or two that they believe can play outfield. That's the way it's been the last six, seven years. Yeah. I, I've never seen this many outfielders. Yeah, I know, and it's going to be a battle to see who gets to play. Man, uh, pressure. On on the Nick Hazy thing, um, I want to clear something up. You know, obviously – they're not. They didn't want to say anything until they really give it some thought and whatever. But there, it's going to be a severe punishment for for Doug. And I don't know if it'll mean a start or playing time or a suspension. But Bianco's pretty. What did he do with Drew Pomeranz? I thought he had uh, some issue. I don't remember, but. Uh, I can't they take remember it in seriously. the past what they did with players, you know, for discipline for that. But I, I can't remember if it was a start or not. I don't know. They take it seriously. Let me just put it that way, okay? All right, uh, let's go to the control room. Jack Schultz around the SEC. Take it away, Rhino. <laughs> It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt. Located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. The SEC basketball standings are starting to take real shape at the top of the conference. LSU leads the SEC at 8-0 in conference play, two games ahead of second place. Will Wade and company are ranked number 18 nationally. Auburn is in second place with a win on Saturday over Kentucky at home. Auburn jumped six spots to number 11 in the rankings after the win over the Wildcats. 
Bruce Pearl's team now owns a 19-2 overall record. Kentucky, meanwhile, is ranked number 15 in the country and is in third place of the SEC. The players of the week were Arkansas's guard Mason Jones and Mississippi State forward Reggie Perry. Jones averaged 34 points and 8 rebounds in wins against South Carolina and Alabama for the Razorbacks. Meanwhile, Perry scored a career-high 27 points at Florida. Anthony Edwards of Georgia was named the Freshman of the Week, averaging a double-double with 26 points and 12 boards in two games. LSU and Auburn will face off in Auburn at noon on Saturday, a battle at the top of the conference, and then Kentucky faces a rivalry matchup at Tennessee on Saturday. With baseball season just a little over a week away, nine SEC teams rank in the national top 25. Three teams are in the top five, starting with Vanderbilt at number two, Florida at number four, and Georgia five. Arkansas is just behind those teams ranked number seven and just ahead of number eight, Auburn. Mississippi State and LSU are 10 and 11 respectively, while Texas A&M is number 20 and Ole Miss number 25. As always, SEC baseball expects to be very competitive again. That's all for tonight. Back to you guys. All right, thank you, Jack. Appreciate you. Uh, Three basketball games in a row. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. against South Carolina. Certainly a winnable game, but mm-hmm. Rebels got to play. Yep. Saturday, 1 p.m., Florida. Certainly a winnable game, yep. but the Rebels got to play. And then Tuesday, 6 p.m., Mississippi State, who's playing a lot better right now. Yeah. Athletically, they're they're pretty good. Probably got the best player in the, in the conference. They rebound the ball. That's what scares me about State. We saw that. Um, I believe uh, the rebounded at a 44% clip LSU or 46% of the times they shot the ball. They got an offensive rebound for the season. And I think State's second in the SEC at like 36 and Ole Miss is near the bottom. Yikes. So, you know, that's, again, it's lack of big men. But uh, yep. he's going to get it fixed on the recruiting trail. Good and, bet. Good, bad, and ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler or side-by-side, a lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. The good, well, I think everyone who loves Rebel Baseball has been a bit concerned about replacing some stalwart hitters in the Rebel lineup. But in the fall and now in preseason practice, it appears that several of the younger players are stepping up at the plate. We just talked to Mike Clement about that, like catcher Hayden Dunhurst, outfielder Peyton Chatney, outfielder Trey LaFleur, outfielder Cade Sammons, outfielder Jerry Neely, infielder, outfielder Connor Walsh, and infielder Kale Baker have all had their moments at the plate, and some have shown good power to boot and excellent defensive skills. As Yancey just said, who's going to play in the outfield, man? There's six or seven or eight that are very capable, and uh, whoever's producing is going to be out there. When you put them together with the returning veterans and what is expected to be a talented and deep pitching staff, preseason optimism is pretty high, and that's a good thing, and that's why it's been a record of season tickets sold, and I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see these young guys get after it. Men's tennis is six and one and has beaten two top twenty teams. Their only loss is to number twenty Michigan, and that was a tight one, four to three. The bad, well, the men's basketball team just can't seem to get over the losing hump. They either blow a late lead or fall behind by too much early, but either way, they're now one and seven in the SEC, and the schedule gets no easier 
even though the next three games are at home. The ugly, whew, again, the women's team is abysmal. <laughs> and like Forrest Gump, that's all I'm going to say about that because that's all that needs to be said, abysmal. The Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Good to see the men's tennis team rebounding. Yeah, yeah. and the program. women are playing pretty good. Yeah, the women but they've are like been four playing and two. Yeah, right. they have. But the men's tennis was always the staple of all the sports in my lifetime. And it's, you know, it's yeah, good, coming good back. to see. That's right. All right, we'll see you next Monday night on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Good night, everybody. Howdy, toddy. credit card bill.